Hello, Pong Stars, and welcome to the to the Rat Hole. Uh, this is, of course, uh, episode two of season two of our new coverage um, here at Pong Star Studios. Uh, my co-host today is Drew Maholt. That's me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Mr. Commissioner Zach Eichten. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on your uh, victory in the election. Yeah, it was a bit closer than I wanted. Um, ended up losing two votes. Um, I was anticipating losing zero. By the way, I should ask you, do you do look at the people? So you you did have access to the actual votes. So do you look at the people who didn't vote for you differently um, now after the election? That's a great question. I I don't. I actually didn't look at who voted for who. Um, It was just abundantly obvious based off of the response. Yes. I think anybody could look and and say um, who voted. We don't know for sure, but it's 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 alleged, you know, yes. it's, it's, it's allegedly this person voted for yeah. Thomas, tight, Thomas, the tight end strong, the tight end strong yeah. and Sam Olson and Sam Olson. So I think we can all pretty much uh, infer what we want to, uh, yeah. but fair enough. Uh, no, I don't, I don't actually look at the votes. The only time I've ever had to look at, at the votes is when sometimes when you guys fill out your forms, if you don't, click out of the form link after you're done when you open up your safari on your phone again it'll resubmit it so i have to go through and delete oh. votes mm. so that's the only time i do i do have to look when it's like when i have three you votes open from, up the form. i have three votes from josh Polingo, and i'm like well that's there's no way that 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 was intentional and i go through and delete the the duplicates so yeah that's yeah. the only time i have to look Fair enough. Fair Usually enough. I don't. But uh, yeah. Oh. All right. No, it's good. Big stuff, time election. That was huge. Yeah. No, it was, um, you know, good content. Uh, I thought that the questions were tough, but fair. Um, most most of the ways. Of course they were. Um, so congratulations to you on a, on a well done job moderating. Uh, sure. Yeah. Looking back, I, I don't know why it was uh, so nonchalant coming into it. It was a lot tougher than. I anticipated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, you know, this is a big deal. This is the punk stars mm-hmm. football league. I'm not just going to willy nilly, you know, moderate this, uh, you know, the, the debate for commissioner, this is I'm not just going to take it easy here. You know, I'm just remembering back when I, when I moderated the assistant commissioner debate and my question was literally like, what are your thoughts on healthcare? <laughs> That's kind of what I thought we were going to get. And then I was like, keeper gate, <laughs> trade gate, <laughs> other controversial yeah. takes that you've had. Well, I guess maybe that's a reflection of how much, you know, the, the responsibilities of the assistant commissioner versus the, the commissioner. Yeah. Uh, the assistant commissioner has very few response. Basically if I'm indisposed um severely that is where the assistant commissioner mm, fair enough well, hopefully that's in. uh yeah if that's the case i mean i hope the tools i left behind are intuitive enough for assistant commissioner lawrenson to yeah, figure out um how to update a database and, and whatnot so we'll, we'll see about that yeah fair enough but uh yeah we should uh we should get on into it uh with our uh nfl news um but yeah uh so some nfl news uh do you want to start off with uh michael thomas 
think yeah, uh, this is Slant Boy, as they call him. He wants out of New Orleans, apparently. Uh, but it looks like if you d- did some, I did some digging slash I saw this on Twitter. Uh, but apparently, Michael Thomas liked somebody that said liked a tweet that was basically saying how um, a theory that last year when Thomas was hurt, the Saints, you know, I think he probably needed surgery on his foot. Um, from this injury and the saints kind of pressured him not to because they wanted him to be available for their last playoff push with Drew Brees. And uh, I guess now it's to the point where he, you know, the, the foot's bad still and the timing of the surgery is not good. And so uh, they're trying to blame him for not being available. Right. But also like the whole last season, he should have had surgery and they didn't let him. So that sucks for him. Uh, But it's just the saints kind of, they have been a, you know, they've been a mess for, and they've just been kicking the can down the road forever and ever until they get to this point where everything falls apart. And now it's starting to happen. So I don't hate to see that. I actually love to see that. It, I, I think overall, just, um, <clears throat> you know, Michael Thomas, he was the same draft class as Laquan Treadwell, right? Yeah. And everybody is always making statements about yeah. uh, the wasted potential there. I, I Obviously, the guy's got some talent. It is just terrible to see, you know, Sean Payton's ego coming back to bite his. Oh yeah, you, you really, horrible. yeah, yeah. I would never, you never want to see that, you know. Um, especially, especially for a guy who's always played the game cleanly, um, has never uh, tried to cheat the rules or uh, win a game unethically, uh, especially yeah, a never. big important game. Uh, you know, uh, it would you would hate to see something like this happen. Uh, to a guy that's always been so well respected by everybody, uh, opponents and uh, you know fans, teammates alike. So yeah. I've always respected Sean Payton, and it's just it's, yeah, you hate to see this. <laughs> um, we got we got some more NFL news. Uh, so last last time we were on the rat hole here, um, co-host John and I discussed the QB controversies coming out of Green Bay, um, and now of course we have. QB controversies coming out of Minnesota with the vaccination status of the, uh, the Vikings um, team leaders, basically around the board, both defense and offense. Um, I, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this with, uh, with Dean last, last time on, on the rat hole. And uh, honestly, the sentiment is the same, if not more upset at this point, Um you know, Vikings having yeah. the lowest vaccination rate in the league is not a great look coming from uh, no. the bold North here. No, no. And I mean, it, it, I mean, aside from, uh, I mean, obviously aside from football, it sucks like, Hey, just, you know, help everybody out, get the shot. But yeah. from a football sense, it is objectively hurting the team because of the way protocols are. And um, you are, you are, you are, it's a fact you are less likely to win by having a low vaccination rate. So it's, you know, just it, it, it's what I say about the Vikings. There's, it's always something every year. It's always something yeah. with this team. And this year it's probably going to be a two week stretch where COVID hits the team. We got to forfeit two games. Vikings end up with a eight, nine record cost them a playoff spot. It just, it's the writing's on the wall already. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not looking forward to that reality. It's going to be, um, I think I, it's just sort of like, I don't, we all have, I'm sure relatives that are just refusing 
to listen to the mm-hmm. science and oh believe me I, yeah i think that uh this is just sort of the projection of my frustration with uh loved ones that like all right can't even can't even count on you know the wealthy people to do it right like this is this is so frustrating uh, and just with the obviously the rising concern about new variants and it's just yeah and it's, it's a real mean, bozo move yeah i mean it sucks because like we get you know obviously being vikings fans that's the the most attention but then lamar jackson uh has now had covid twice and he's still saying well i'm gonna keep throwing some more and i will do my best to not you know get it and he's you know and then Dak prescott the same way like there's it's very common for some reason around quarterbacks there's like five quarterbacks vaccinated in the league or something like that Jeez that's probably it. okay it's i don't think it's that lots of exaggeration but you know what I mean? it, feels, it just seems like that position it's in particular is kind of like avoiding it for some reason and honestly like we're kind of getting down to the wire where unless they're getting a j and j shot like not finishing right the the treatment of you know needing three or four weeks in between shots plus an extra two weeks of incubation basically to get that full vaccination like we're already past you know right. first season or first week of the season um at this point great that's great wonderful wonderful revelations here on the rat hole um, hey plexiglass though <laughs> it, i'll do everything except do the one easy thing to help my team so just, give me a plexiglass a box that i can stand in because like he's kirk's trying to be this whole like like he's trying to give off the sentiment that he cares so much about every like cares so much about winning and trying to give this image off and he's like oh, i i i was gonna build a plexiglass he was like doing the hand motions thing in the press i'm gonna build a plexiglass square around me and it and it, none of nobody's buying any of that it's like dude if you care about a other people be winning you just do it just get the shot but well whatever Good news. Good news is that uh, word on on the street is that full FDA approval of the vaccine is yeah, coming within the next couple of weeks. And hopefully that gets rid of at least some of the hesitations yeah. that I uh, saw the U of M is going to require it once they, it is approved FDA or FDA approved. So, yeah, yeah. great news uh, all around. Um, but yeah, let's we should uh, head on over to Pond Stars League news. Inserts for obviously insert our, our wonderful jingle. It's perfect. Um, yeah, just as a reminder, our keeper date is August 24th. Um, two weeks after that is, of course, our draft on September 7th, uh, is the Tuesday after Labor Day, as described in our constitution. Um, there was a question in the group chat this past week about. Um, when that when that keeper date is and, and when we have to get rid of uh, all of the other players except for um, those those five keepers um, that is August 25th um, if if everybody could just go ahead and text me once you lock your keepers that would just be superb um, I can do it I can do it manually on the on the um, on sleeper and just what you have marked do it but just so we can, uh, really just, you know, keep it clean. So I know exactly who you're keeping and there's no controversy later that would make my job easier. So let's, let's go ahead and do that. Um, and then obviously draft date two weeks after that Tuesday after labor day, 
um, in the constitution. That's a set date. And then we have our Pong Stars weekend, September 10th through the 12th. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be a great time. Obviously, we're going to have some some amount of stand-up comedy uh, at in the cities at some point, which is really exciting. Um, and then uh, we're going to have, of course, the third annual Drew Mahold Birthday Bash Pong Stars Invitational That's right. Golfing Tournament, <laughs> uh, of which I'm looking at uh, making teams right now. So stay tuned for your uh, your scramble partners um, and make sure to bring those Perfect. up. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And I, last year we were close. We had actually a good match last year. We had that playoff on the yeah. chipping green or whatever it was. So. That was really exciting. I'm I'm remembering right now that I had you guys take pictures and videos and then literally did nothing with them the whole the whole time. Every week I was like, oh, I should work on that. Never did. I'm not going to. It, I, I will I mean, not be. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it was, we it got was some idea. stuff that, looking back. It was fine, but yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, so maybe this year, probably not. I'm, I'm for sure doing it this year. For sure. <laughs> um, That's excellent radio, excellent yeah. audio, uh, content right there for, uh, the image description for those at home. I was shaking my head in the video, shaking it. No, um, I will not. Be well, it's while saying yes. That's well, why it's funny. It's, yes. It's good audio humor, um, for, <laughs> the, for the folks in the booth here. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, in that case, uh, that's all we have for league news. Oh, we did have a, a our second ever three way trade. Um, that's really right. exciting. Totally stuff. forgot about that. Yeah it it was uh, it was certainly something. Um, we'll it was something. It yeah, that's it. That's all we have to say. I think. Yeah, that's, I think I think everybody can read into that how they want. Also, I got a first round pick from Tony. That's an exchange of picks in there. Yeah, that was. That was lucky for you. I wanted that pick very badly, but no. uh, here we I are. gave up. Uh, now I have a large gap between my first pick and then the end of the third round, but it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, you'll, you'll be all right. I still have a lot of six round picks, you have which, I'm willing, which I'm willing to trade, by the way. All right. That's great. That's good to know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll just take one just from it. If you're nice to me. All right. Oh, well, with that note, let's head on over into the fun fact of the week. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, Drew. I've been I've been saving this fun fact for um, yeah, you've well a while. To, to, for the listeners. Zach has been like hinting and teasing this fun fact for a while with me now, and yes. so this is this will be interesting. I'm I'm very excited to to go over um, this this fun fact. Uh, it, I think that it's really um, an exciting moment for the league. So uh, I want to travel us back um, to September twenty second, twenty twenty. Um, the day after my birthday, of course, um, but more importantly, the day that the league had its first real league shattering trade, um, in my opinion, where Drew and Noel, uh, Drew traded away Adam Thielen, Alvin Kamara and J.K. Dobbins, um, and Noel traded uh, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, a first rounder, uh, which was Noel's first rounder, which would have been the second overall pick this year and a 2022 fourth rounder. Um, so that was, that was the, that was the big trade uh, that happened. 
so that that happened about week three, I believe, um, is is where that falls in the uh, in the in the schedule there. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I went through, and um, yeah, it was you had two weeks with Kamara basically. What I went through and just wanted to do there was there was a meme that's the sleeper Twitter account posted that was questioning who won or lost their league championship due to Alvin Kamara being on their team. Oh dear. I already know where this is going. Cause I remember what happened week 16 last yeah. year in week in week 16. Uh, for those who don't quite remember Alvin Kamara scored 54.7 points against the Vikings. That was a league championship week for folks. Um, so what I went through is I took a hypothetical scenario where that trade went through except Kamara and Derrick Henry didn't trade spots. So Drew Mahold, Alvin Kamara the entire season, Derrick Henry for Noel the entire season. Um, and, and went through and and did a compare and contrast here, uh, just inserting Kamara every week um, that Kamara was available, except for week six where he was on by, where I inserted what I assumed would have been the, the pick, which was Cooper Cup, who didn't play okay. well that, that week. Um, it, that was also the week you had your low scoring week anyways. So it didn't matter. But, um, in a, in the normal season where this trade went through, Drew went eight and five, um, ended up being the, uh, third seed, I believe. I believe. Yeah. Um, in this scenario where he got to keep Alan Kamara, Drew actually lost one more game as a result of this went seven and six. Um, he still would have made playoffs in this scenario. He would have faced me in round one as a result of this reseeding um, where he would have uh, beaten me um, 142.22 to 128.12 in round one in round two, as a result of this reseeding, mm-hmm. he would have faced off against Josh and he would have won the game 103.86 to 103.82 which means that four tenths, wait, 16, for a hundredth of a point yeah in week 16 he would have faced off against john where due to camara he would have scored 168.82 points to john's 154.9 points winning wow. the league championship okay that's the fun fact of the week. I cannot believe you did the work to find all that out. Oh, I had to. I had to do the work to find this I mean, out. I knew you would be on the program eventually, and I wanted to really drop this set. In okay, this scenario, well, you could have you could have had a carrot pin. You know what else could have happened is Josh Allen could have not thrown a touchdown in his last pass of the season. He could have, but why would he want to do that? That yeah. doesn't sound very Because the game was it was like a forty to ten game anyway. He was just out there for me. I tweeted, I tweeted from the account yeah. that Josh Allen needed however many points. And he's like, all right, I can do that. And then I'll pull myself. Or so. Tony could have just kept Josh Allen. <laughs> or Tony could have kept Josh Allen over Drew Breeze. Drew ass breeze. <laughs> Thanks, Tony, for that. I don't know if I've said that enough times. Like, but, imagine uh, Tony with Josh Allen and Diggs as his as like that, Tony, that duo. Tony would have made playoffs with that duo. Oh, he would have potentially won. Yeah, full stop. He, had, yeah, Tony. Tony is. I. 
John and I really went on, on a we on can't a about Tony. We, last I know, week, but I know we want to give him praise, but he still kept Drew Brees over Josh Allen, and it true. literally cost me a championship. So, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, Tony. It was uh, it was real good. Um, but anyways, that was that was a fun fact. Hope you and hope you all and that's uh, all fun fact. It. Um, should I have done this if that whole trade didn't go through? Yeah, probably. Should I have you know switched Thielen and Hill back? But I didn't want to do that because this was about Camara. So good times. <laughs> um, but anyways, this this week, uh, Drew and I want to just uh, you know sit down here and talk um, about where we see the real needs um, coming for people in the draft this year. Um, and just looking at previous year's data um, and, and trying to identify where the biggest gaps are um, in any player's uh, lineup here. So we're just going to go through in draft order. We're going to start with Lucas here. Um, and just based off of uh, what people have set so far as keepers um, and just historically sort of looking at their team, um, where we see where we see they're going. So um, having looked at Lucas's uh, mm-hmm. lineup here, I'm actually surprised at how okay I am <laughs> with his set of keepers. It still it still needs some work, and he still doesn't have a lot of draft capital. Um, I think his first pick is the three six, mm-hmm. um, which isn't great. Obviously, not 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 wonderful. But here we are, anyways. Um, and my gut is telling me that just historically, given Saquon's penchant for injuries, is that Lucas's draft is is definitely going to need some strong running backs, um, if possible, if he can get them where he's at. Um, yeah, I will say though, Daryl Henderson suddenly has a bunch of value now. Yes. Um, with Cakers, my guy. Hate to see that. Actually, hate to see that. But um, between Saquon, Kittle, Thielen, Henderson, that's a four, like actually very good keepers to have uh, going into the season. So um, for him, it'll be a question of, yeah, like you said, running, I mean, with any position, I mean, running backs for anybody, the injury thing is a risk. Uh, but then I think finding a second receiver opposite deal in there, and maybe it's keeping IU can see it if the Niners can get him involved as potentially a number one guy um there's that option there otherwise it's probably going to be finding a guy and there's plenty of receivers out there that'll be um dropped by teams that could be that could end up being viable yeah number two guys for sure um just historically um well last year i should say uh 26 and two-thirds percent um of lucas's score came from the receiver position um versus 22 percent from the running back um and 15.26 from the quarterback position um that's that is pretty low i will say on the quarterback side um compared to sort of the rest of the teams um how he dominated the kicker position so he did dominate the kicker position that is that is extremely true So maybe he's keeping young way i mean i mean there are worse there are worse things he does have Jordan Love. That would be worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, I mean, Lucas is yeah, he he knows what he's he's got to do. Um, he actually didn't have the lowest percentage of points from the quarterback position in the league. That that goes to John. 
Um, oh yeah, because Russ had John like eight had points a week. Yeah, well, and John had an abundance of points in every other category that just sure. really overpowered. Um, but anyways, that's that's Lucas. I, I'm I'm still sticking with wide receiver because of or that with running back because he's going to need it um, in the event that either one of those boys get mm-hmm. injured. But we'll see. Let's head on over to Noel though. Um, Noel is next, surprisingly drafting from the second spot this year, managed to get his first round pick back, um, despite trading it away early, uh, last September. Um, he's got, he's got a a key set of running backs here. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Jonathan Taylor. Joe Mixon is also there. Um, and then obviously DK Metcalf is, is going to be a keeper, but with Michael Thomas's shenanigans, um, I think can't keep him. I don't think that I don't think that Michael Thomas it's is going probably to going to be Odell, which is not a bad consolation. Um, but I mean, honestly, his his keepers are pretty damn solid. Yeah. Um, which was the case last year, and that went wrong for a number of reasons. But um, yeah, I think he just if he just finds a consistent quarterback for sure. Which maybe I mean, there's going to be a bunch out there. So finding a consistent quarterback and then some depth really um, is all he needs, but he's got the, the keepers he needs to, to be a, a lethal force once again. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Noel, Noel did, uh, did trade away Dak Prescott for Odell last year um, after both of them were, were out. Well, I think he's employing the strategy of not keeping a quarterback um, and sort of just winging it, trying to find one, which, Good and bad. I think the truly elite quarterbacks are worth keeping, and I would feel like healthy Dak might fall into that category. Yeah. Um, but you know that Dak does have his own concerns with injury right now, and that's a, when we get to Swan. That's another discussion we'll have here. Yeah, I mean there will definitely be quarterbacks on on the draft board available for picking. Um, I mean, just looking at Brendan, Brennan's got you know two to potentially to the elite quarterback. Right. So one of them for sure will be available most likely at that one Oh two spot. And we'll see what, mm-hmm. uh, when Noel, when Noel does, but my guess is he's going receiver um, based off of this team. Yeah. And like I said, there's going to be based on just the, the breakdown in the league, there's going to be a ton of solid receivers that are going to have to be cut from teams just because of the balance, right? There's way more contribute, good contributing receivers for fantasy football. than there are running backs right now. Absolutely. All right. Uh, moving on to spot number three here, though, we have uh, Thomas, the tight end, Strawn. Um, no, I think he really needs to add some tight ends. Uh, I I would agree with that for sure. Um, right now, uh, at least what's what's showing on the screen right now is that two tight ends are in keeper slots for this team. We have Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, we have one receiver. Keenan Allen, a quarterback in Thomas Brady. And then we have Ronald Jones as the, as the running back. Um, being um, here. So running back for sure. Yeah. Uh, he might have to draft his first six picks running backs. And, um, and leave that, those receiver positions wide open. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is, this is a tough situation to be in. Having this is two, he does have the tightest of ends, though. He so. does have the tightest of ends. Um, I I think I, I'm gonna agree. It's it's got to be 
running back heavy draft here from from Thomas. Um, also, I I do wonder now if in hindsight maybe um, or still maybe now if some team wanted to. Well, it's too late now, obviously, but if you could have, he probably at some point in the offseason could have traded Watson for something. Um, could have tried. You know, obviously too late now, probably, but. Um, yeah, that's true. Tom Brady could get switched out for Watson in this keeper spot. Um, if things get resolved in the next two, whatever weeks, but. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, that'll be a tough pick for for Thomas, but I will say that he could probably pick up Tom Brady. He does have more picks than he has roster spots right now. So he could probably get Brady back if he really wanted to, but he does. I, have, oh my, he does have some picks. Yeah. Three in the third. The, he has, oh, he's got the first three picks of the third round. Yeah. He'll have so he, five picks done by the third pick in the third round. So he's sitting well there. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think he's got the capital. We'll just have to see how he uses it probably on running backs. All yeah. right. Next up, Tony Townsend drafting from the fourth spot. Picks all over the board. Um, but he his uh he's actually got a really young set of of keepers here, which we know he was going for um during during all of last season. Uh oldest guy on here, Stefan Diggs, and then a whole bunch of rookies. Uh we got DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, JK Dobbins, and Clyde. Um and Herbert. And and Herbert also as as so a, a bunch of guys, a bunch of rookies from last year. Which, I I mean, it's a radical strategy, but it uh, you know we he, we got a lot of grief for it, but it, it did work out for him. He set up really nicely. Now, I don't think all these guys are going to pan out that well. Like obviously, Clyde had a bunch of hype and that wasn't spectacular last year. But yeah. that Jefferson Diggs duo is set up to be really nice for a long time. And if Herbert continues to be on the chargers where he gets a crap ton of pass attempts every week. Also going to be a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah. I, I think that just given, given his, uh, his draft capital here, you know, three picks in the first round still, I think he's, he's set up well to get a running back and a receiver. If I am him, I'm taking a receiver with that first spot. Just given this breakdown, you got three young, young, uh, uh, running backs already that you're going to have a hard time not starting week to week. Um, mm-hmm. And then you only have two receivers right now. So then when bye weeks, got to add some depth there. My, that's my guess is uh, that first pick is going to be a receiver off the board. Especially um, it's, I mean, yeah, 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 you're right. I'm just thinking in terms of keeper. Cause like if he, if you were to keep Herbert, maybe he, you know, I think that's a very pot, strong possibility that yeah. he keeps Herbert over one of those running backs. And then in that case, maybe it is a running back, but he does have, I mean, Noel's not going to be most likely probably not going to be drafting a running back in with his first pick, given right. his analysis. And then Thomas probably will. Um, but Tony does have the fourth pick as well as the first pick. So he'll have, mm-hmm. he'll have a little bit of strategy there to see if he can, uh, let one more slide before sure. it's to uh, my two picks in the fifth and sixth spot. Yeah. So you got, yeah. So the gluten freaks, you yeah. got, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to bring up your team right now. Hold on. We got to mm-hmm. talk about Brennan. I, we're, we're jumping. Oh, I thought you were five. Okay. No, I, I have Brennan's pick, which is why it is goofing. Okay. Well, whatever. Got to talk Brennan. Brennan Swan, big man, beast Swan. The spring chickens. The spring um, chickens only has so, one keeper selected so far, Dalvin Cook. 
refuses tough one. to tough one. Yeah, refuses to update his keepers to Can't show believe he hasn't traded him yet. So he's got either. He's got Dalvin. He's got Carson, CD Lamb. And also that decision with Dak. For sure, trade Dak Dak. Rogers. Trade Dak for literally anything or Rogers for literally anything if you're gonna not keep him because getting something is better than getting nothing, right? You would think. Um, yes. Um <laughs> I, mean, I, got, I, I think that receiving core could be bolstered a little bit. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I was going to go receivers for Brennan uh, personally. Yeah. I mean, we got Woods, Lamb, Landry, Galladay, Claypool. A bunch of kind of like, like a bunch of two wide receiver twos. That's, yeah. that's what it is. It's a bunch of wide receiver twos. Um, he's not going to be able to get, you know, a first round pick receiver. Um, and his, his first pick is, is the two six, but I think that, um, if I'm Brennan, I'm I'm looking at this squad and going, all right, I got to try to find, I got to find a guy that is going to be, you know, a top talent on on a team, um, a more reliable guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, Woods has a new has a new quarterback situation, so he'll he'll definitely get a value bump, I think, from Stafford. Point. But um, you know, Lamb is going to have a lot of competition um, for for targets. Landry against Odell and. and you know, Baker still not having I, I still don't trust Baker Mayfield, especially with Kareem Hunt and, and Nick Chubb there to take carries and just run the ball down mm-hmm. people's throats. Galladay is hurt all the time. Claypool drops passes. I I don't know. Receivers for Brennan is is my prescription. Yeah. No, I I think if he were to get somehow, some way, feel himself a, a top receiver, he'd be more formidable than it he appears to be now. I would agree with you. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's talk here about my team. Uh, yeah, your team starts to look like my, my team looked at the, at some point last year. You yeah, got all my I, players. I do. Eckler, Cooper cup, Montgomery. It's a great time um, over here. Yeah. I mean, I, I Josh Allen, man. <laughs> that, well, that obviously I'm keeping Josh Allen. Right. Josh Allen was a keeper, keeper level quarter. Yeah. So just give me the keepers right now that you're thinking. Keep- Obviously, of course, it, it, it's already in there. Anybody can go in and, and look at on the draft board and see who people are uh, have marked as keepers. But uh, oh, I can do it that way. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, hit the, yeah. If you click on the on the, go into the draft room um, ah, and scroll down the bottom, Perfect. you can see who people have have selected as keepers already. Um, hmm. But we got DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Eckler, Montgomery. After that, after that trade. Um, and then Josh Allen are, is the is the starting five right now. Um, I I don't I don't really know if I'm uh, I'm I'm worried about the running backs, but I'm also worried about the receivers uh, with the age of and vaccination status of my receivers <laughs> um, compared to I think uh, some some really great potential uh, from from running backs even though they are not, um, I don't think either one of them are necessarily a, a stud workhorse back yet. Um, but that could change this year. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, still debating on, on where it is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, there's a ton of potential there for Julio and Tennessee. I think that offense could be really, really good. Yes. Um, so I, I like that. Um, obviously Hopkins went healthy, went on the field. Cardinals offense is another one that could, really pop off at any moment josh allen's you know he and mahomes probably the two most valuable 
um, assets to have in a keeper league right now for mm-hmm. fantasy football. Um, and Eckler Montgomery, I, I, I the reason I traded Mon- Montgomery is because I feel like his usage is going to go down this year. Tariq Cohen coming back. Dave, they brought in Damian Williams from Kansas City. Um, but uh, Eckler with that offense too gets catches seven balls a game. Always going to be a threat to put up 20, 30 points. I, I, I traded away Josh Jacobs for the same reason. I think you traded away Montgomery. I just I, I have a little bit more faith Montgomery can outwork Cohen. Yeah, which I, I do believe. Drake. I do, yeah, I do believe Montgomery over Jacobs for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, Sam. Hope you have. I, I hope he plays well for you over there. No, you don't. Well, not on every week. You're not playing me. I don't even wish that. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk Josh here. Um, Josh Polingo, uh, drafting from the seventh spot here, um, has has his keepers marked in here. He's he's been adamant uh, in the in the chat recently about wanting to trade for a better RB two um, right mm-hmm. now. Leonard Fournette is um, is in there, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and actually uh, switch it up. That running back is not going to be the first issue on this team this year. I'm, I'm calling receivers is going to be a, a bigger problem. Really? Really? Cause yeah. I, I, I still love his tandem there at receiver. Godwin and AJ Brown. Well, the problem with both those guys is they're fighting other, other players for targets, but, exactly. um, I think, and I think Elliot bounced back pretty well this year in Dallas is assuming everybody's healthy enough to play that offense. I'll get back to, what we expect so um and then of course lamar the concern is the (laughs) is he on the field obviously having having had covid twice he's probably going to be okay but Uh, you you would hope but uh yeah yeah there there was a question um you know some some insider information on whether or not i would rather have lamar or allen right now and the answer came back josh allen which is shocking i would agree uh a year ago is so yeah. it, you know growth and character development is is really important here um at the rat hole uh but i think i think going back to my point about receivers godwin competing with mike evans and antonio brown aj brown now competing with julio jones for targets i think potentially could open either of them up but also volume share of those, mm-hmm. of those targets is going to be an issue for both these guys yeah, well, and then one thing too. So I'm trying to look at um, what do we got here for for keepers and whatnot. So, you know, I do see the potential here if if uh, Josh wanted to trade for an RB two as of right now, Antonio Gibson is not being kept by John, um, and so that would be a possibility there if Josh wanted really wanted to. It seems like that would make a lot of sense for some trade talks there. But I'm not. I'm just a guy. You're just observing from a distance. Yeah, I'm not, rec- I think I'm, there's I'm not a, recommending it, but I kind of am. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a high price on on Giblet right now. Um, well, I, I mean, to, to a point though, because John, if he's not gonna, you know, if you're not gonna keep him, you got to get something for him. Like, you would think if you if you keep the price too high and then you end up not getting anything for him, then it's just a waste, you know. So he at some point John has to drop that price down if he's gonna get something for him, you know, because. The way I understand it is if he keeps the price too high, doesn't get a deal done, then he just gets nothing for Gibson. Exactly. And there's no way Gibson is going to be back uh, to John by the time the 2-1 comes around. I'll tell you that right now. Right. So, he, I mean, as of right now, Gibson would be a top five minimum draft pick, I think. Yeah. 
So I think so too. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about your team though. And your nightmare of a draft board that I'm looking at, um, just s- scattered throughout the, Why, cause all my picks are all over the place. All your picks are not in your column. <laughs> you have two picks in your column and one just got traded back to you today. This is our, where's my other one. Uh, the 10th round. You have your first round pick that just the got traded round. back, and then the 10th. Oh, you God, even yeah. traded your sixth round pick away. Like the. <laughs> All right. This is our really perfect. Uh, that's um, great. Yeah. All right. We're let's let's put it out there. Obviously, we're going running back. Uh, I think in your in your situation, your yes, set of receivers probably. is now um, spectacular. Uh, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. Uh, I know there are some injury concerns with Cooper. It's kind of, I'm taking a bit of a risk there, both with Dak, but also Amari himself, both needing to get healthy. But I do think that offense could be big time fantasy this year if, uh, if they're all back and healthy. So I love that idea. I'm very glad I was able to get him from Sam. And for some reason, Sam wanted to not keep Amari Cooper. And I was like, there's, I'm not letting that happen. So yeah, um, I'm I'm taking Amari Cooper from you. And if it takes Montgomery, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm pumped for Montgomery. So I'm happy that we were able to work that deal out. But I think the, my one concern for your team uh, in, in this situation, it's still running back, obviously that you're going to need mm-hmm. to draft here. Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, both in offenses with three really good receivers. Yeah. And again, that volume share that I talked about sort of on Josh's team as well. I think that those are, potential concerns yeah, yeah but i also think that tyree kill has proved that he is more boom than bust um at this point so I'm, yeah I'm I, mean, I think i think this. i would say evans and cooper are both going to be your boomer bust guys where they can both put up 30 points in a week and they can put up two but tyree hill last year was so consistent that i at least have that going for me where i know i can get 15 to 20 from tyreek every week minimum yeah. yeah no that was that was a great trade uh for henry and hill last year yeah. <laughs> long pause. Long pause for fun fact. Losing, losing by two points in the championship. <laughs> you might not have made it there though without without Tyreek. That's true. That's so. true. Tyreek was huge, actually. Yeah. No kidding. Um, all right, we got two. We actually, got two he's a small person. He's pretty small. But... He's very speedy. Yeah. He's not. He's not huge though. He's small. He... <laughs> I got it. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Hey, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> um, all right, we have uh Sammer's team, the Sam squad, the Google. Okay, team. I'm actually seeing Sam's team for the first time and I don't no. Really it's gonna be good. Uh, Fuller. Uh eh. eh, about Fuller. Kyler Murray obviously can be really good, but his running backs I really don't like. Yeah, it. I think Jacob's uh, Jacob's stock is plummeting. Yeah, there's, there's a stock is plummeting. Uh, yeah, and it's um the the whole my my relationship with Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs um, in the last year has has changed so drastically um, with both of them that I I'm on the same I'm, team now. They are on the same team, but they are now no longer on my team. Um, yes, and that for is reasons by design. Um, I think Sam Sam coming back to uh, um, sort of where he was um, last year. That Sam thirty seven percent of Sam's points in the twenty twenty season 
came from the receiver position, um, which I don't think is sustainable. I think most um, of those were Will Fuller when he randomly started them and put up like 50. Yeah, it, and it was a lot of Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller is getting a, a keep here. Um, I am I am surprised There's that no Cortland Sutton to get rid of uh, Amari Cooper and keep Will Fuller. And then I was so no Cortland. I was Sutton. so startled by that. I I know I was I was in the Zoom. If Cooper has a big season, I will be making I will be making a mockery of Sam Wilson. <laughs> well, I I there's only one scenario in which the two of us are happy, and it's Josh Jacobs performing poorly and everybody else meeting expectations. Which I fully expect that to happen because Josh I, Jacobs I, is going to be fighting for time with Kenyon Drake, which is by the way the Raiders made hideous move to sign Kenyon Drake. The Raiders are bozos, and they wouldn't pass the ball yes. to the yes. running back. Checked out. I can't. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's I'm supremely Jacobs happy. Jacobs' stock is going way down. Kamara's stock is going way down. Yeah. Phil Fuller's stock is way down. Uh, good luck, Sam. Uh, all right, you making the call for receiver or running backs? Do you think? I mean, if I'm him, I'm going after running backs because at least you have one guy that I trust that receiver with Ridley. Um, I just I think Kamara is going to turn into Le'Veon Bell with the Jets. Oh God! I think it's going to be that bad. That's a nightmare Saints, scenario. I think, I think the Saints are going to be that bad. We can hope. We can I mean, I, as a team. Hope. Okay, as a team, they won't be that bad. But like the the running back production that Bell got from the Jets will be that bad with the Kamara here because like it's going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, one of the two. Neither one's good for running back fancy points so nope it's gonna be it's certainly gonna be interesting all right we got john stevens coming in coming in last first pick the 201 a very solid set of keepers Mm -hmm. uh selected so far so if i i gotta say i really think he should now this is i shouldn't be giving advice you shouldn't but suspect decision to keep miles sanders over gibson imo IMO. You want to make that take again? Uh, we can cut out that that great advice. Um, if yeah, you I mean, I I suppose I shouldn't be giving advice, so I won't. But I just did. But <laughs> it was cut out. I don't know if it's cut out or not. I'll leave that to the commissioner. But um, anyway, I mean, John John can go any direction. Obviously, he needs to pick a quarterback now and get a quarterback on his team. Um, but he's, in my opinion, the favorite to win the league this year. I think it was a bit of uh, buzzard luck that that kept him from the championship game um, yes. last year, and just really, really performing poorly. Um, I will say, I think I got into his head a little bit last year, and I, maybe he won't admit this, and maybe I'm actually way off base. But we had a lot of talk about how the COVID stuff, and he had three guys from the same team on his roster, and. We saw what happened with teams when, like the Steelers and the Titans, when they'd have a game that was, you know, rescheduled. move, rescheduled, whatever. Then that's, if you have three guys on the same team, that's your entire freaking roster yep. that you have to make up spots for. And I remember that was a big thing for me was trying to not have that issue um, or just pray to God that with Mahomes and Hill, they'd not have that problem all year. But um, I think that maybe he for sure figured that out. And that was, I, I would imagine that was the key risk of him in trading one of those Packers away. Yeah, I, I, I fully agree. I think 
honestly, this is the first time I'm going to call it in this. I think that John's going to have to go tight end first. Uh, in a, in there a, will be options. There will be an abundance of options. I think that, quite frankly, on a I, don't, I don't hate team, that either. Darren Waller would be in a keeper slot right now. Yes. Oh, every absolutely. Team in this league. Absolutely. Um, several different teams. I mean, we have one, we have, I think three tight ends being kept right now. And they're the, two one, and two and, they're the one, two and four tight ends uh, with, with Waller being the number three out there. I, I would be, I wouldn't hate the two Oh one being a Darren Waller pick. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think Waller make it there to be honest. How about this? Yeah, I can yeah. confirm that he won't make it there. <laughs> All right. I wasn't going to be have, that explicit, but uh, I have the eighth pick. I have the really eighth pick, tall. and I will probably pick Waller if he's there. You're pick. You're picking Pitts. I already know it. Well, oh, that too. That's that. another option. That's not, that's a great option. But, anyways, that's uh, that's our expert analysis here, folks, um, for where we think uh, people are going to have to be making those those first picks. Um, if you got uh, any thoughts on that, of course, feel free to tweet at us at FFL Pong. Uh, we'd love to get some discussion going on the Twitter. Um, see see what people think um, coming into uh, what are we like two weeks now from from keeper deadline? Yeah, when they, this comes out, it'll be two weeks from keeper deadline, I think. So um, more or less, more or less. Yeah, I think the. Yeah, actually, it's I, I said the 25th earlier. It's the 24th, actually. That's the keeper deadline. It's probably so important to update the league on that. It seems yeah. like something that should that you yeah. should make sure is correct, that everybody's on the same page for. Two weeks before. I I will um, verify that. I have said that correctly. Two weeks before um, the draft date, which is September 7th, so it would be August 24th. Got Glad it. that we redid it. Good take, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be in the group chat. Um, I'll make sure that we're we're communicating that out to people uh, as we as we go. So, all right, folks, uh, that's all we have. Drew Mahold, any last thoughts on the uh, season finale of The Bachelorette before we head out? Uh, good for Katie. That's her name, right? Yeah, good Katie. Katie. Yeah, Katie did great. Um, obviously, we're we're happy for her and Blake. Um, Blake, yes, of course, well, of course. Um, and uh, we all we all love Aunt Lindsay, and that's what it comes down to. So, Agreed, uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> all right, folks, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>